Thank you, everybody. Uh, episode uh, three coming at you. Had to re-record this, unfortunately. I lost my other episode that I recorded. Had a little issue with some technology in terms of an update that was done that was not done correctly. And I ultimately paid the the, the essence of losing time uh, on recording the first episode. But luckily, I keep notes. I'm able to kind of update this. So welcome back to another uh, episode of Special One Cards. Uh, again, follow me on Instagram at Special One Cards. Follow me on whatnot, same name too as well. We break occasionally. We do some single streams for both soccer and hockey occasionally. Uh, hockey, I want to do a little more hockey too coming up in the months to come. Uh, but for now, we'll stick to soccer, obviously. Um, we got a busy kind of winter coming up for many of us. And we're excited. We're excited the season has begun, uh, which is fantastic. Some pretty newsworthy things have been going on. Nothing crazy, obviously. A lot of rumors and, and things of that nature. What's going on in terms of Anthony going to Man United, uh, Ronaldo not being happy at Man United, etc. Some of the struggles of some of the larger teams in the Premiership and what's going on there. So, as we always do, I like to start uh, with kind of a topic of the day and uh, different, possibly a release topic, possibly a uh, data topic. But yeah, I guess the first thing we're going to talk about today is Merlin. I'm excited for Merlin to come on. I know many of you are. Uh, for me, um, I think Merlin is one of the nicer sets. As of now, from looking at the images, I don't love the design of the set. I do like the checklist a lot. Uh, because there's a few players that I'm really like looking forward to trying to collect. Loved last year's set. Again, we all know how difficult that set was to grade and the kind of the gems that have come out of that set as well. Players that are ever evolving and ever growing as they play more matches, etc. We've talked about Fabio Vieta in the past. We've talked about Gonzalo Ramos and how well he's playing right now. And there are others that came out of that set that uh, I think down the line you'll probably see that will um, – mature and become very good players uniqueness about that set obviously is that they include the champions league and the europa league and they're doing that again this year they're also putting in the in this year's set they're also including um so it's champions league it's uh the europa league and they're also um including the conference league uh champions conference league right um so that'll be um and i hope i said that right i probably said it wrong because i'm such a fool uh but merlin in terms of merlin you're looking at um it appears there's going to be 21 different color parallels it's a 150 card set uh there are a few hobby exclusive parallels the speckle refractors are hobby exclusive those are numbered to 150 the green refractor number to 99. The green mojos are to 99 again. Again, and then to 50 is the gold atomic uh, refractors. I love that parallel. I loved it last year. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to get really many of those guys, uh, players that I'm looking for, uh, and I'd love to have some. And then the red of 10. Uh, as usual, the aqua prisms will be going to retail. There are blasters of this rumored, so there are going to be some blasters. I remember Merlin's blasters last year were in some cases better than buying a hobby box many cases right um we do have as well merlin this year is bringing back some autographs and some inserts there's like one per box obviously with the autos um you have speckles in there mojos blues gold orange red and super fractures as well of some of today's big players um 
Really what's unique are the Merlin match ball signatures that's coming up. Kind of adds a new uh, piece to the puzzle for Merlin with the memorabilia. I'm not sure why any company has not thought of this yet in terms of using uh, memorabilia for these cards. Not sure if these are actual ball pieces either. So don't quote me on that. Um, I think it'd be really cool to have that. And obviously it'd be really even cooler if they could identify which game that ball might be from. Uh, obviously that's something that's probably going to be worked on. I think Fanatics will get that right and they will work on that to kind of start dating some of the memorabilia that's put on cards. I think that's very important to have. Uh, and I think it could help kind of drive uh, some of the prices for uh, sought after pieces of memorabilia that sit in the cards that we are collecting. So I'm looking forward to that set. For me, you know, you have your typical guys in there, Gavi, the Sescos, the Jonathan Davis in there. But for me, I'm looking for the, the kid from Roma, uh, Felix Afanagayan. I've talked about him quite a bit before on my Instagram. I continue to talk about him. Love the kid. Uh, looking forward to watching him develop a little further this year. And uh, looking forward to getting some of those, some of the cards of his from this set. Uh, there are um, U23 inserts in this. There's quite a few different inserts, the Aegis Alchemies that are in there. We've seen those before. Um, you have the stained glass influence uh, as well. Those are going to be one in 216 packs, so a really hard one to hit. I think they're called Renaissance, actually. I think what I had seen was the Ronaldo kind of sample one that had been posted. Kind of like a ripoff of, of Panini. They couldn't become more original and try to do something different. So it is what it is, right? Um, but those look really cool as well. Um, you're looking at four cards per pack. Ultimately, I'm going to summarize this, guys, because 18 packs per hobby box. There are 12 boxes in a case. The set is 150 cards, like I said. Release date is scheduled for the 9th of September. And again, I think that might be pushed back or ahead. I'm not even sure. Uh, it may even come out in a week or two weeks. I was told at a card shop earlier that it was next, the following week after next week. So I'm not even positive. And that might be even the ninth because I'm so foolish. But I'm looking forward to this set. Who are you looking for? We'd love to hear from you guys in terms of the comments on that set and what's coming out. There's some really nice autos in there as well. Some of the typical guys we've seen. Um, again, it'll be a good chase for, for some. I'm chasing Felix, obviously. That's the guy I want. Um, few kind of uh, quick things I kind of want to mention in kind of in terms of uh, the podcast format, right? Uh, if you guys can start sending me questions and some more of your hobby rants, uh, I got to try to become a little more organized uh, in terms of the hobby rants. So if you guys are going to send that, can you guys bold in the message hobby rant and then colon in the message so that I take that and, and use it for each prior show? So that'll be that'll be helpful for me, really. Um, a few things I wanted to talk about, really. I wanted to kind of break down some data for you guys, just so you guys are aware, because I think some people are kind of missing the boat on some things and trying to understand. I'm hearing a lot of complaining in terms of the market's down, the market's crashed, the market's this, the market's that. Listen, point of this podcast, point of my Instagram posts are really to kind of help aid in fulfilling, uh, not promises, but giving you some added layer of protection or added added layer of knowledge in terms of decision-making that you are making and what you are buying, all right? We are here really to ultimately support long-term investments or long-term collecting. Now, there's those are two different things, obviously. You have the guys that are flipping. Ultimately, I think the flippers are going to suffer a little bit right now, or they are suffering. The market has seen what we call an oversupply of product. 
Um, that could mean a few different things, oversupply of graded cards, oversupply of wax products, oversupply of what all autographs I continue to say that the market is oversupplied on autos. Um, so you're seeing that and you're seeing demand not meeting that supply. So you're seeing obvious price kind of drops on certain things and certain players. Um, and it's not the whole market. Uh, when looking at the card ladder data, and, and this is numbers I can verify, I do subscribe to card ladder. I recommend it. For those who want to look, I'm not making these numbers up. These numbers are coming right off of their, their app. Uh, I subscribe to it. I use it to aid me in my decision process. It helps me. Doesn't provide all the insight that you need in terms of what you need in terms of watching a player and doing the eye test on a player and whether he will satisfy what you think he can become. But it does give you some input in terms of your collecting habits or in terms of your flipping habits and trying to recognize patterns and trying to find ways where you can move stuff or ways where you can like them. But again, a lot of the stuff I'm talking about are longer term plays or not even when you look at, you know, card ladder, you're looking at the soccer index and, you know, I'll give you an example, right? Uh, this, for example, over the last, um, uh, I want to say two months, the soccer market, or is it two months or is it, or is it a month? I'm trying to see here. Let me verify the information before I actually put that out there. And then people are like, you gave the wrong information. So let me just check really quick on something here. I want to see what their data is uh, for the soccer index over the last, uh, all right, here we go. Over the last two weeks, the soccer market has seen a minus 2.81% rate of growth. So the market's dropped almost 3%. Over the last six months, the market's dropped, dropped over 17.5%. Now, over the last year, the market is still up 2.17%. Again, you see what I mean when I talk about long-term plays. So if you're in it long-term, you haven't necessarily lost. Now, it depends on the players that you bought into, obviously. Um, if you bought into a team of Warner or Kai Havertz or uh, I'm trying to use some other examples other than German guys because I really kind of bust on those guys a little bit too much. Um, Christian Pulisic, uh, he'll always – he's kind of an, an anomaly because he's American. He's, a, he's driven by the market. We are the strongest market in the U.S., so we command higher prices for our U.S. players. That's no surprise there. Do I invest in U.S. players? No, I don't. Unless I find something that's really enticing to do, I can't do it. I just can't. Um, my reasons are based on the eye test. My reasons are based on ultimate kind of long-term projections on what they become or who they are. So, again, you know, last two weeks, we've seen a decline of 2.81%. Last month, you've seen a decline of 3 3%. Last three months, you've seen a decline of 7.5%. Last six months, you've seen a decline, like I said before, of 17.5%. And over the last year, you've seen growth of 2.17%. Again, that's important. that number is important to know. Because for me, I kind of look at it, I'm like, okay, has the market really hit the rock bottom as of now? Uh, and I'm going to say we're already... Um, you know, quite a bit into into 2022, and I think it has. The only thing I see possibly happening happening for the World Cup is a little rebound. Now, take heed that carefully. I do not suggest that the market's going to blast up because of a World Cup. For players to go up, others got to come down. That's where you got to be careful. If you're diversifying for long term, don't worry about it. Don't even care. Don't even look at what we're talking about or what we're discussing. I don't think we're going to see that kind of a lot of people have been talking, oh, the market's going to bump up a lot because the World Cup. Now, don't listen to that. I think that's very kind of um, 
I don't want to call it uneducated, but I think it's a, a dangerous uh, tactic that, that some folks, some influencers might be feeding the market for you to think that the market is going to rebound completely. What goes up must come down. As like the economy, this is what's going on in this market too as well. So um, I would try carefully in what you're buying. You know, look for players, look for opportunities, right? Uh, if a player isn't at the World Cup, that might be an opportunity to jump in and get them at a lower price. People will forget about them during the World Cup. You know, even in Erling Holland, who I always talk about that, I think he's overpriced. Um, he might be present an opportunity where you go in and buy him because he's not he's not going to be at the World Cup. Um, so it's important to really kind of think about those things going forward. Again, make your decisions based on what your data is telling you and what you see. This is kind of my perspective. I'm not here to give financial advice on what to do. Use my kind of... Uh, what I'm telling you as kind of a piece of advice or a piece of knowledge, a piece of uh, that can help you make a decision. Don't use just me primarily because I don't want that. Uh, the other thing is uh, a few guys that I'm watching um, when I talk about as compared to the market and what the market is doing. And now we're really early in the season, so it's hard to say, oh, do I jump into that player now or, or do I not, right? Um, obviously for me, uh, one of the players I'm watching because I'm heavily uh, into him. I'm Portuguese, obviously. I'm a fan of him. I'm biased. I'm Portuguese again, so that's a big part of his Juan Felix, right? He started off really well, two assists. Excuse me, hat trick of assists in the first game, uh, and he just looks good. He just looks like the ultimate talent. Um, I've said it many times. Other players have said it. Not that I'm another player, but they potentially think he's the most talented player in the world with the best toolbox to become that player that we all expect him to become. Now, his cards are interesting. Um, if you look at his um, PSA 10, um, it's down 50, 50%, uh, and that's the uh, refractor I'm talking about. The uh, PSA 9 as well is down quite a bit. Um, now, what's unique about these things is people are afraid to buy refractors or even base. The base, João Felix is right. Um, even those pops are, I think, about 800 or 700, which isn't very high. Um, the refractor pops, though, interesting enough here, pop 10s is only 112. PSA 9s, um, excuse me, there's only 112 in the PSA 10 category for refractors. PSA 9s is only 103. Um, the refractor PSA 9 would set you back about $51 right now. A 10 would probably set you back about $227 or so. I think those cards present a huge opportunity. Uh, they're down about uh, 50%. In some cases, some of them are down 40%. The way he's playing and if he can stay healthy, obviously it is a risk to take that. But those pop counts are kind of enticing because a lot of people talk about, oh, pop counts this, pop counts too high. This set from that year that the Felix rookies in there, you know, Sancho's in there too, Ruben Diaz is in that set too as well, and a few others. Pop counts are low, guys. Uh, even the base stuff, the base stuff could be a play there because those pop counts are low too. Like I said before, I mean, I think the pop count on the base of PSA nine or, or excuse me, PSA 10, I think was 700 or 800 around that. That's still low as compared to other cards in the market. The refractors, are, I think, are a strong play at that at those at that data set of those numbers 112 psa 10s are you kidding me that's really low psa 9s 103 so very low numbered and we forget that they didn't produce a lot of cards 
a lot of soccer cards at, at that time. So take a look at those cards. I think they're a strong buy, especially if you're holding long term. I think this is the year he finally breaks out and shows the world that he is one of the top um, five players in the world. That's kind of what I, I'm hoping that he becomes this year and shows the world, right? The other card I'm kind of looking at that's really interesting to me, it's seen kind of an uptick over the last few months, obviously, but I still think it has more room, is the Gabriel Jesus, uh, excuse me, not Jesus, Gabriel Jesus in Brazilian Portuguese. They do pronounce the J's like we do in Portugal. 2018 Prism World Cup Silver PSA 10. The pop is 43. $91 value. It's down 73% since uh, two years ago. So I think that card presents an opportunity. It's you right now. I think you get them at ninety-one bucks, but it's a pop forty-three. It's crazy. I think that room has a lot more room to move. Um, whether it doubles, I'm not sure it'll double. Uh, I could see it hitting about one fifty, one forty. Uh, so in that case, you know, you're looking at a sixty-dollar gain and a potentially big percentage in terms of what's gone up, how it's gone up, especially if he continues the way he has at Arsenal, um, really showing how he can do. And again, he's going to the World Cup, so you have kind of the added cushion there where if he performs there too, that card could explode as well. So those are two cards I'm kind of watching and standing by. In full disclosure, I do own a Felix uh, refractor. I do own a Felix to 99 green refractor as well that I got a really good deal. I bought that kind of in a nice window last year um, and took advantage of that situation to, to really uh, have something that I could hold for long term. So that's what I mean. I bought that card, I think, last, I want to say, this past year, actually, I bought it, I think, in January. And I paid well under what it should be worth. It's a PSA 9, but um, I paid well under what it should be worth. So those are kind of the guys I'm looking at. Um, another guy I'm kind of looking at is obviously the guy I always talk about, Jota, right? Jota at Celtic, not the one at Liverpool. I'm watching him kind of blow up in the Scottish Premier League. He did really well last campaign this year. Celtic acquired him in a full transfer. Uh, so he started, started off well already with these crazy goals. Um, I think it's only a matter of time, uh, probably next summer, that he moves to a Premier League side. He's an exciting uh, young uh, player on the left wing who really um, – I've talked about him before plenty of times. He's flashy. He's fun to watch. Uh, ultimate talent. Um, there's there was never denying his talent, right? Benfica just didn't. Um, just like Bernardo Silva, Bernardo Silva was a former Benfica player. Another good example, who Benfica just sold off to Monaco. Uh, just we don't need you. We have plenty of room. The coach at that time wanted to make him a left back too. So go figure. So sometimes there's opportunities from players that leave certain clubs and where they end up, and if they end up in the right system, they could become something valuable to go forward. So consider that when you're looking at players. Um, this week's podcast is a little bit different, obviously, in terms of how I'm looking at things. I kind of want to touch on Merlin because that's coming out. Uh, it's important to, to look at that. And then those data points I talked about, I don't want anybody to panic. I feel like I hear a lot of people panicking always in terms of values and what things have done. The market's still up 2.17% over the last year, guys. So that's important to be happy with. If you think about that for a second, your local bank isn't paying you 2.17% on your money okay so look at it from that perspective and although they, they might start doing that because with with inflation rates and where they are that's important simple economics right when you have oversupply and demand that doesn't meet it it drives prices down but i don't think these prices have been driving down as much as we think uh 
they have. And I think maybe the floor has been reached. I'm not sure. Again, don't quote me on that, but I do believe that possibly the floor has been reached, especially over the last six six months. We've seen, you know, an 18% kind of decline. And with the soccer market starting back up, you got to think that's got to be a benefit for it. So, um, so think think about those things when you go into consideration. If you guys have questions on pop counts and things of that nature, please let me know. I'll help answer any questions I can uh, going forward. Um, I look at data. I think it's important to look at data and look at and see how effective something could do in the market, right? I know in the hockey market, for example, here's a really good example. The hockey market, if you've got to pop one of a young gun and you put it to eBay, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sell really well. Um, I've had three of those types of cards do really well for me in the last month and a half on eBay for the hockey market. And I think it holds true in the soccer market too. But one, you got to be first to market. Two, you got to also understand the market. And three, if you're picking a player that hasn't really shined yet, for example, I've done it a few times with a bunch of players. I have a lot of pop one stuff. I'm trying to be ahead of everybody so that when he does pop off, I post it on eBay, it can sell right away. And in some cases, sometimes you'll see stuff there that, um, I can move because I have multiples of something else that I like more so. For example, the Fabio Vieta uh, number to 25 Obsidian, uh, Etch Green, I think it is. Um, that's a card I posted a few times. Nobody's bit the bullet on yet or bought it yet for me. No big deal. Uh, I've decided that I'm keeping the Stadium Club Chrome Gold, and that one I can sell off because I like the gold card better. I'm not dumping a player because I'm dumping because I don't believe him. I'm just moving it to somebody else who might appreciate the card. So keep that in mind, guys. All right, a few quick things. Um, kind of like a rant of mine is um, Manchester United. Uh, I mean, as a, uh, I support United in the Premier League. Um, really disappointed in what's going on there. Uh, players don't want to go there anymore, and it's too bad. Um, they go out, and and I'm glad that this this move didn't um, actually the Casemiro move did happen. Fantastic player, don't get me wrong. The problem with that move I see is that he's an older, older player, right? I think he's 30 or 31, one of the two. Uh, and you spend that kind of money when you could have gone over to Wolves and taken Ruben Neves at a lower price point or even offered the same amount for Casemiro, but you're getting a younger player that's really fantastic. So it's kind of, uh, I don't want to use the word disturbing because that's not the correct word to use here, but it is a letdown in terms of how or what United can do to attract players now. Uh, it's so bad that even Ronaldo wants to leave. I don't blame them. Um, they haven't been able to attract anybody to the squad uh, this offseason that will make a difference for that team. And, you know, I could potentially see them finishing seventh, eighth, maybe. Who knows? Who just knows? And now... Uh, and I've said it before, I think Eric Ten Hang could probably see his kind of uh, window of opportunity come a little a little shorter than he would have thought. Um, if by Christmas time, if they're not a top five team, it wouldn't surprise me to see them let him go. Uh, at the same time, United needs to have patience with those types of coaches or this type of coach. And I've said it before, if they had just listened to Jose Mourinho, they'd be in a good position right now. Um, when they he had suggested they remove Pogba, but they never did. So that is what it is. That's a discussion for another day, or that's a discussion that shouldn't even happen anymore because that's over. Um, so um, trying to keep this podcast to 30 minutes every week, I think that's important um, for you guys in terms of time. Sometimes we're going to go over. We've gone over a few times before. Um, and I hope those data points are going to help you in terms of what we see. 
Um, another thing I want to talk about is uh, in Italy, we have the move that was made um, for Raspadori going to Napoli. He's going to be teaming up with um, Victor Osamine, which is going to be a really, really, really crazy uh, team. And I expect Victor Osamine to have a big year this year as well. Uh, I think he's a fantastic player, lethal, lethal striker. He's a real number nine. I was disappointed I didn't see him go to the uh, Premier League this year and to one of those teams that could have used them. He would have been exciting at Arsenal. Uh, is he better than Gabriel Jesus? I'm not sure. Uh, we just haven't seen that yet. Um, but, I, you know, I, I'm excited to see him with Raspadori playing together. I think it's going to be a great partnership uh, there eventually. Um, and then his teammate, his teammate, you know, uh, 21-year-old from Georgia, Kivichka Kavartschleich, uh, oh man, this, his, his name is, is tough. Kevara Thysihelia, all right? A guy that I've seen before that I've watched quite a bit, and I was wondering when he'd finally kind of break out, and he's starting to this year. He's already got three goals and an assist in two games. So watch him um, and watch what he does. I think that's going to be important. His only card that I do see is a match attack, so I wouldn't um, run out yet. Uh, and I didn't do my research completely on it, so I think I th the only thing I've ever seen on him um, was his match attacks card. Uh, so, uh, and that's a road to the UEFA Nations League. He's got something in there too as well um, in that set. So uh, I, d I haven't seen a card from him, and I could be wrong. Uh, he is a Georgian international fantastic little player but it started starting off really well so look for his his cards he does have it looks like he might have a also a rookie sticker uh from ruben kazan from 2019-20 uh in the russian league so you know how i feel about stickers i think stickers are great but i i'm not a big believer in terms of once this card comes out those values get crushed um especially a player like of, of his caliber where the sticker might be a little rarer. Um, but we've seen that with Erling Holland. We've seen it with Vlaovic where stickers go to the moon and then they, they come tumbling down once a card is released or whatever. So watch for that, okay, which leads us really nice into the kind of the, the prospect uh, side of the uh, podcast. I'm going to talk about one guy today. I'm going to try to you – know, we're kind of approaching the 30 minutes, so trying to be um, – useful of your time to to not cover you know four or five different guys so hopefully as this matures this podcast matures a little bit more i'm going to be talking more about certain players obviously hopefully i can do kind of coverage of three players every week and, and get to that point where you guys can kind of like enjoy that and, and listen to the different variety of players in different leagues too that's important um the premier league a lot of us watch it you guys don't need any insight in that league you guys are seeing it yourselves uh, for those that do actually watch the game. So I do want to talk uh, about a 20-year-old striker, 21-year-old striker, excuse me, today, uh, Falaron Balogun. Uh, he is an Arsenal player that's on loan at range right now. He's appeared twice so far this season. He's scored twice um, in one start, uh, and he may have scored again uh, after me recording this. I had to re-record this, so who knows? Um Funny thing about him, he's born he's born in New York City. He's of Nigerian descent and raised in England. He has chosen to play for England thus far, though, uh, which is depressing. I would prefer to see him on, in a U.S. kid, obviously. Uh, a lot, another number nine to throw into the fray and see who would be our really number nine. But he's he's an ex exciting player. He's still very raw in terms of his all-around play. Uh, 
Um, this year is going to be really important, and it's going to be really crucial for his continued development. And I think uh, being in Liga in France is going to help that a lot. Um, he mostly does occupy the left side of the attack, and he's extremely dangerous when played behind the back line with space to run into. So tremendous amount of space given to him, and tremendous excuse me, tremendous amount of pace. Man, I'm tongue twisting everywhere. He has a tremendous amount of, amount of pace, but doesn't use it to his advantage completely from what I've seen thus far. And that's kind of a thing that I'm looking to see if he can improve, especially in France. Um, as he learns a game, I think he will improve that area quite a bit and use his strength some more to his advantage. Uh, most of his scoring does come from hanging on the edge of the, of the high line, right, and beating defenders with only the goalie to beat. So if you ever watch uh, him play, you'll notice – how aggressive he is uh, when he hangs on the high line, staying on side and, and really being those defenders. So uh, you'll see, you'll see kind of a, a really kind of a natural number nine that's being developed. Um, you know, I told you, I would love to see him being on, be on the U S team as a number. He's got plenty of talent. Um, his rookie, it was actually in 21, 22 EPL prism and the score EPL product. Um, so look for those. Those parallels primarily are running between $15 and $25. Again, a really kind of small investment, low risk, high ceiling, high reward type of play here. Again, the stuff that I like to do. Uh, he does have quite a bit of graded stuff also. You'll notice on eBay for sale, they're all listed really high. They haven't sold. Um, so, you know, if you throw any offers, you know, shoot, shoot a low offer, maybe somebody will take it. You just don't know. So, I think it presents a nice opportunity for it presents a really nice opportunity for people to find some nice raw cards to grade or or just buy the graded ones at lower prices by doing some some best offer kind of um, submissions again you know i'm going to warn you i'm a long-term play guy so again this is the same guy that fits into that kind of um, mold uh, and again it's early in the season so that's important to note um in terms of why I like him and why I'm taking a peek at his stuff. I don't own any of his stuff yet, um, but I am generally curious as to what's going on and, and looking at that. Uh, so that's important. And the same thing goes along with Juan Felix I was talking about earlier. Same idea there, right? Low risk, high ceiling, high rewards. Felix presents more of an opportunity uh, just because he's going to be at the World Cup as well. So, um, again, if you guys have questions or concerns, Feel free to shoot me uh, a message on IG with any questions, hobby rants, or whatever. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening. If you could rate the podcast, review it on Apple, review it on Spotify, that really does help me. Uh, spread the word for me. Post the podcast on your stories, Facebook, Instagram, anywhere you guys can do it. I'm trying to build the audience, obviously. And I know, obviously, some of you, like me, don't want the whole world to know because we're we're talking about specific players then that kind of could artificially inflate the market so um it's kind of a you know do this it's going to cause this but whatever that's why you got to be ahead if you're you know if you're ahead you're never late that's the important part so um just try to be first right uh so any questions i'm always answering ims or excuse me ims like what am i back in the 90s or early 2000s DMs on Instagram. I do answer those. I do have a Twitter with the same name, but I'm not very active on it. Hopefully I will become active. But again, really appreciate you guys coming on, listening again. Next week's episode, we're going to have our first guest. Uh, I will be reaching out to some folks to see if they have some time. 
to sit with me uh, for a little bit and, and discuss the hobby. I just haven't really decided yet if we're going to do kind of a whole show like that, if we're going to do 10 minutes or what we'll do. I want to continue to cover everything I'm covering, but I want to give you guys some more content and really kind of explore the mind of a real collector or a real investor and not uh, an influencer or somebody that you guys are following that has 50 million um, subscribers, 50 million followers. I hit over a thousand followers on Instagram, which I was really proud of too as well. So thank you all for that. Again, I appreciate all of you. Make sure you follow me on that platform on Instagram, Special One Cards, Twitter, uh, whatnot. I do do breaks on there as well. Occasionally I do post them. Uh, if you can come in early, you get the better price versus the higher price on whatnot. But again, guys, I really appreciate all the support you guys are giving me. And I'm looking forward to doing more of these for you guys. Take care. Take care of yourself. And remember, if you're not first or if you're not early, you're late. I'm trying to change that moniker. If you're not first, you're late. I think actually the other one sounds better. If you're not early, you're late. Take care, guys.